right, hope you're doing good. Gonna hop right in here in just a minute. Got things divided up into different categories tonight. We're gonna look at we're gonna look at the rioting, of course, in the Capitol. You know, the title of tonight's message or what we're trying to whether it's all encapsulated in the title or not. We're just trying to get the truth out instead of the lies. You're being lied to, obviously, by numerous sources out there, whether it's the social media tyrants or whether it's the mainstream media itself. But this first synopsis, we're going to look at the Capitol rioting first tonight. I want to get to the truth in these things and see who is really rioting and who wasn't. And I just want to make it clear, I'm not saying that there weren't some Trump people involved. There was, there absolutely was. However, there's a lot more truth that needs to come out about the whole Capitol rioting, the storming of the Capitol. You know, people are saying right now it was a coup attempt. How could it be a coup attempt? I mean, I want everybody to think of that. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this now in the, you know, you had the two different congressional activities that happened this week, right? I don't even want to call them activities. They're actually congressional atrocities where you had the bill that was sponsored that brought forth the 25th Amendment to remove the president from office, which had to have the cooperation of Mike Pence, which, of course, he turned that down. And then, of course, right after that, the following day, you had the impeachment of the president, which, of course, will also fail. Here's, you know, here's the deal with even with the impeachment. What would happen with the impeachment? A lot of people think if the president gets impeached, he can't run again. No, no, no. If he's convicted of what he's impeached of, he can't run again. Does everybody get that now? You need to understand something. Richard Nixon was not impeached or, or impeachment wasn't the reason why Richard Nixon had to leave office. He didn't even have to leave office. He left office because he found out that he was going to be convicted. Impeachment is having congressional charges. They're not criminal charges. Having congressional charges filed against you. But you have to be convicted of them in the Senate. So you can impeach a president 40 times. He has to be convicted of impeachment for him not to be able to to run again. Does everybody, I hope everybody gets that tonight. But I want everybody just to know the truth about what is really happening in the midst of all the lies. There's a coup attempt. You know, it, it's funny because it's, you know, you, if you compare the violence from basically 150 to 170 days straight of rioting, starting from George Floyd, there was stuff going on before George Floyd too. But if you compare that, the people that were being killed in those riots were not the rioters. Four out of the five people that died in this latest, what we call riot, the storming of the Capitol by unarmed people, they were unarmed. And listen, again, what they did was criminal. You know, I do not support smashing windows and going into the Capitol at all. I don't support going into any building illegally at all. But it, what we need to compare and contrast because obviously the Democrats find that to be the worst atrocity that's ever happened in their lives, but turned a complete black, uh, uh, just turned their just turned their head, just didn't even pay any attention to what happened all you know all summer long. So you know if you look at it though, there's five people that died. Four of them were people involved in the riot. One officer died, and and again that per whoever it was that bashed that head, the the officer over the head with a fire extinguisher needs to be tried for his crimes. That's a crime of murder, of killing a law enforcement officer. I have no bones about it. But you can't turn a blind eye all summer long and act like 
you know, nothing ever happened, and then be absolutely flummoxed by what happened at the Capitol. You can't, I mean, it's absolute hypocrisy, complete and total hypocrisy. And the people that were dying in the riots over the summer and before that were not the protesters. They were innocent people. Everybody, almost everybody who died, with the exception of the law enforcement officer, in this latest round of riots, this time involving, not totally, not totally encompassing, but involving Trump people, this latest round of rioting that involved Trump people, but also involved Antifa, I'll show you tonight, absolute definitive proof that Antifa was involved. The main, most of the people who died in that were the protesters themselves, the exact opposite of what happened all summer long. Now, we're still on right now on Facebook, I think. I think we're on. Are we on YouTube? We're running right now. We're on YouTube still. I don't know how much longer we're going to be on any of this stuff. Right now, we have our videos are being downloaded to Rumble, to Gab TV. I am also posting on MeWe and on Gab. We'll go and we'll continue as far as we can. I'm still posting on Twitter. We're live on Periscope right now. We're going to go as long as they'll, they'll let us go or until the other, other uh, I don't know what you call them, Mark. Uh, what do you call them, Aaron? Gab. Social media sites. The other social media sites are competitive. We're going to go as long as we can and reaching as many people as we can with the truth. And when they become super competitive, we'll probably just leave the other ones. But for right now, and, and the thing is too, Don Jr. actually put this out. I don't want to be in a conservative echo chamber either. I don't want to just be where there's only conservatives. Like, you know, what's great about Gab, what's great about MeWe, what's great, great about Rumble, what's great about Parler when Parler's back on. And I'm on Parler too. And that'll be back on. Dan Bongino says either late this week or early next week. They do have, they have found another, what's it called, Aaron? A server host, a, a hosting company. So they'll be back up soon. I'm on there too. Hopefully what Parler has to be able to do, what Gab has to be able to do, what me has to be able to do, what Rumble has to be able to do is they've got to be able to go live. And I'm urging that. Uh, you know, If any of them are watching, <laughs> not that I have the biggest audience in the world, greatest audience in the world, but not the biggest audience in the world. But if any of them catch wind of this, they have to be able to find the tech to go live. If Twitter can do it, if Facebook can do it, and YouTube can do it, they can do it. The guy who's running Gab, a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, he can do it. He can do it. I urge, like, Elon Musk to hop in the game. And Elon Musk, to, Don Jr. did that, uh, put out a tweet earlier also, or a video uh, earlier this week, urging Elon Musk to jump into the game. He should. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. It's not just 74 million people that voted for Trump. It's, it's more than that. There's tons of people. There's even a certain amount of liberals that do not like the suppression that they're seeing. The old school liberals, which were live and let live, they're, they're bothered by the tech tyranny that they're seeing. But the perfect encapsulation that I've found so far in the timing and the dynamics of what happened on the Capitol, because people think Trump gave his speech and then everybody went from his speech to the Capitol. That's not what happened. Trump's speech wasn't even over yet when the people were storming the Capitol. So how can he be impeached for inciting a riot when allegedly what he is using to incite the riot had not been completed yet when the riot was going on? I'd like to have somebody explain that to me someday. All right, play that first video for me. Dinesh D'Souza. Trump was speaking, and the incursion on the Capitol, inexcusable, by the way, but nevertheless, 
began before Trump finished his speech. This is critical. This is critical because it means that Trump didn't incite them to do it. Let's turn to the second impeachment, this one. It's even dumber because it's all based on this idea that Trump incited this insurgency, this attempted coup, this sort of forced occupation of the Capitol. And my question is, where's the videotape? If Trump incited them, it would have to have been at his speech at the rally. Um, and why isn't CNN playing the clips? Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Why? Because Trump didn't say anything that comes close to meeting the definition of incitement. In fact, he said the exact opposite. He talked about people, quote, peacefully and patriotically marching on the Capitol. There's a uh, deeper question here, and that is the question of timing. Trump was speaking, and the incursion on the Capitol, inexcusable, by the way, but nevertheless, began before Trump finished his speech. This is critical. This is critical because it means that Trump didn't incite them to do it. They planned to do it or they were going to do it anyway. It, had, it was something that they pushed ahead with and they were about it even before Trump had completed his remarks. Now, the scholar Jonathan Turley talks about what incitement means uh, in a legal sense. It's, a, it's kind of a legal term, so let's look at what it means. This is the Brandenburg versus Ohio case of 1969, which defines it very clearly. It is speech, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. So it isn't just that you say something, whatever, my name is Dinesh, and someone goes and, and storms the Capitol. So the speech has to be inciting the action. And second, it has to be likely to produce that result. Now, where is the proof that Trump did any of that? There is none. There you go. It's as simple as that. See, here's a couple of general facts off that video. The riot happened before Trump's speech was even over. So the rioting was going on before anybody... Before that speech was over, 
things are going and you need to remember something it would take you quite a while in the people that to even walk from where trump was to the capitol it would take quite a while and there was hundreds of thousands of people in the way so could the people who are at the capitol at the time the speech was going on actually committing the acts of rioting and storming the capitol unarmed a coup unarmed not one knife not one gun but a coup unarmed according to nancy pelosi could they even could they even hear the speech and here's the thing too remember trump said we're going to march we're going to walk to the capitol i'm going to go with you and we are going to quote peacefully and patriotically protest that's all that he said See, the thing is, what they're saying is that you have to infer, infer the words that he's saying. You have to, incitement, incitement, you cannot infer words for it to be incitement. It has to be a direct course of action. It has to be specific, like, let's go burn the building down. That would be incitement. Let's go punch people in the face. That would be incitement. Not, we got to fight for this thing. That's not incitement. Otherwise, every politician in the, on the planet is going to prison. Every person's going to prison. Incitement language, language that's used for incitement cannot be inferred. It must be specific. Let's go light a fire. Let's go kill this person. That's incitement. Not we got to fight for the integrity of the election. Not we're going to march to the Capitol. That's incitement. Then they're all guilty. Do you know how many, that's a very common place to give a speech where Trump, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a very common place where he gave this speech. The ellipsis. ellipsis. Okay. It's called the ellipsis. Very common place. There's been hundreds minimum speeches there and everybody has said, let's go march to the Capitol and let our voices be heard. That's exactly what he said. There's nothing. I'm not, listen, I am not, I am not bowing a knee to anyone. Trump did not incite this riot in any way, shape, or form. I'm not bending a knee. I'm not capitulating in any way, shape, or form. I am not giving an inch of ground at all to make a... This is what all the capitulating, weak-kneed, bent-over Republicans are doing and what they've done all week and since last week on Wednesday when this actually happened. That's all they're doing. Well, what's somebody going to say to me if I don't blame Trump? Why don't you have some cajones and actually say what's true? Trump said we're going to peacefully and patriotically protest. Case closed. No impeachment. He didn't cause it. There was a couple yahoos up there. Listen, there's a million people there. People are saying hundreds of thousands. So we'll just round it up for ease of conversation. There's a million people there, and a couple hundred, if that, went into the Capitol unarmed. But listen, people died. I get it. Some of them were health consequences, people like having a heart attack and things like that. But there's two definitive killings, one of a law enforcement officer and one law enforcement officer gunning down Ashley Babbitt. And that can be, you know, that they'll go that the Ashley Babbitt killing will go to court and they'll decide, I want to hear what the officer thought, why he why he fired his his you know, the service weapon. I want, I want to know his side of things. It does not look good. She's unarmed. She's doing what she's basically, I watched the video. She's, you know, they're bashing through that, the, the barricaded door and knocking, you know, again, I don't approve of anything she's doing. 
She's breaking the glass to the door trying to crawl through. They've got a barricade. She shouldn't have been doing what she's doing. Shoot and kill her? I was a law enforcement officer for 25 years. I would not have shot that person. That's me. I want to hear what that officer says. We'll see. All right. Todd Starnes tweet. The president clearly said to peaceful and patriotically protest. The president clearly said to be peaceful and patriotic. I know it doesn't fit the narrative, but that's what he said. It's as simple as that. Here, we'll play it again for you. Play it for me. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Again, typical Trump speech. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated. Lawfully slated. Incitement, incitement. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard today. Right, there we, we go. W- Bring it back to me. Patriotically and peacefully make your voices heard. Simple as that, right? So this all this is a typical, you know, we're advised in the Bible to not be ignorant of the devil's schemes, of the enemy's schemes. This is the same garbage they have pulled from, remember now, 19 minutes, 19 minutes, four years ago, January 20th, 19 minutes into President Trump's first term, the Washington Post put out a headline, now, now the impeachment begins. 19 minutes into his first term, 19 minutes in, This is their tactic. This is what they do. They accuse you of doing what they're doing and and they'll accuse you of not doing what they're not doing. That's what they'll always do. They will always accuse you of what they're doing and not doing. And while they're doing it and not doing it themselves, they'll accuse you of not, you're wondering, what do you mean by not doing? Well, they'll say you are not condemning violence. That's all we've done. That's all I've shown. I mean, I, I'm asked my staff around me here. All we've done all summer long is shown a protest video, rioting videos from Antifa, Andy No, numerous other videos all summer, all fall, all because the Democrats haven't done a darn thing to stop it. Whether it's Ted Wheeler or Jenny Durkin in Seattle and Portland, numerous other locations, Mario Bowser, all of these absolute low life Democratic mayors that are running their cesspool cities into being a deeper cesspool than they already are. They haven't done a darn thing, but what Democrats do is accuse you of doing what they're doing and accuse you of not doing what they're not doing. That's what you're not condemning violence. They never condemn violence. Every, every single conservative pundit out there is not only condemning violence, but they're actually falsely blaming Trump. I heard Tucker Carlson, who I love, Last night, Tucker Carlson said the president's actions had a part to play in this. They did not, Tucker. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Where? I've still, I put it out there. Please show me a video 
where President Trump told anyone, anybody to conduct one act of violence. Show it to me. It's just like I had a lady the other day, a neighbor of ours, come over to the house, stop by for some reason or another. My, I wasn't there, my wife was. And she saw our Trump pen sign, which we still have on our yard because I still tr- think Trump's going to be sworn in on the 20th. But she said, you know, he's a racist. And my wife battled back and said, no, he's not, back and forth. And I would say this to anybody. Show me one racist video. Show me one video where Trump incited violence having to do with the Capitol situation. Show me one video. We got to fight. We got to be strong. That's incitement. Then everybody's going to prison. We might as well all right now, we might as well custom order our orange jumpsuits and report to the late, to the, the closest prison that we can report to because we're all guilty of incitement. You got to be strong. You got to fight for what you believe in. That's incitement. But this is what they always do. And remember, incitement can incitement verbiage cannot be inferred verbiage where you're having to extract a meaning out of it. It has to be specific. But this is what the left always does. It's either that, it's just like the the false in, the first false impeachment where Trump made a phone call to Prime Minister Zelensky of Ukraine and said, "You know what? I would like you to look into the Biden situation." And they call that abuse of power? Well, then everything's an abuse of power. They're having to infer it. They're having to make an inferment. In order for it to be an impeachable offense, it needs to be specific. For in, or, in order for it to be incitement, it needs to be specific. But that's not how the Democrats work. They'll just make something out of absolutely nothing because they're demonic liars. That's what they are. The devil is the father of all lies. The devil is the devil's native language is lying. And this is what the Democrats do. Listen, if you're a baby butcherer, if you if you think it's absolutely fine to vacuum out a baby piece by bloody piece, as a matter of fact, that's a absolute cornerstone of your agenda, of your platform as a Democrat, then you're demonic. There's no way to hide it. You're gonna answer for it. A fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There's none that doeth good. Psalm 14, verse 1. I love it. Nancy Pelosi's, I don't know, 78, 79 years old. She prances about as if she can just keep lying, keep cheating, keep stealing, keep sponsoring the butchering of the unborn. She will come to judgment. Not in my eyes. You won't stand before me. She will stand before God, but she's a fool who said in their heart, there is no God. She's going to find out the hard way that there is. But the Democrats have done this from day one. They will claim that Trump said something that he never said. Joe Biden said that he entered the race because Trump said that there was good people on both sides in Charlottesville. Did he say that? Let's play the video. History, you're changing culture, and you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. All right, now, back to me. There you go. They should be condemned entirely. What else can the man say? But when you're demonic and when you are, when you are so agenda-driven and narrative-driven that truth cannot get in the way. It doesn't matter how many videos are shown to you. I can show the graphs of, of how masks don't work, how lockdowns, lockdowns don't work. They don't work at all. I'll show you one later if we have time. 
I can show it to all the lockdown Christians right now. The most disappointing element of the culture to me right now are the evangelical Christians locked in their homes wearing masks around and the pastors who have locked down their churches. I can show them one statistical piece of data after another and it will not dent their titanium skulls. It won't break through. I could show that video. They should be in, I'm not talking about the white supremacists. I'm not talking about the white nationalists. They should be condemned entirely is what he said. And then you have Joe Biden who says this. Those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. And remember what the president said when asked? He said there were, quote, very fine people on both sides. It was a wake-up call for us as a country, and for me, a call to action. At that moment, I knew I'd have to run, because my father taught us. All right, bring it back to me. I don't want to hear another lying story about what his father taught him. So he ran based on a complete lie. Well, Donald Trump didn't say one thing. But they don't, they don't even, the whole thing is they don't even need to tell the truth. They can boldface live and then the media will parrot and gaslight that lie week after week, month after month, just like my neighbor who comes over and calls Trump a racist. Based on what? Based on what empirical knowledge? Based on what empirical data is he a racist? Show me. Show me the money. Show it to me. I want to see it. Show me where Trump incited the riot on the Capitol. Show it to me because incitement cannot be general. It cannot be inferred. It must be specific. Otherwise, it is not incitement. People will say, well, you can't say fire in a crowded movie theater. Uh, That's specific, dumb-dumb. I don't even know how to, I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. It's five, six hundred people watching this right now. I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know I love all you guys. And I'm not yelling at you. Share this. Share it. Maybe we had a bunch of shares. Share it more. I don't know how long we're going to be on. I have no idea. Kind of the more people that are watched, the more likely it is I'm going to get taken down. But I'm be I'm on Gab and I'm on Rumble. They're not going to be live though. And I'll get live as quick as I can. And we're working out our TV deal right now. We're on the verge of working it out. We're working it out. So I'm going to get on TV too. Because I'm not giving in. I am not giving in to this garbage. I'm not. But that's what they do. They just create a lie. You know, earlier in the week, you had Biden up there. I guess maybe it was last week or late last week where you had Biden up there talking about Goebbels. It's actually Goebbels, Joseph Goebbels, not Goebbels. Talking about that, accusing the right of perpetuating a lie about this fraudulent election. What lie? We've shown you one fraudulent situation after another. They're not, they're not, there's no lies involved at all. They're absolute lies. All right, Matt Walsh tweet. This is what it looked like when BLM invaded and torched the police station in Minneapolis. Put up the picture, Aaron. There you go. This is what it looked like. What did you hear from the left? Ready? I'm going to sum it up for you. We got to work. We got to find a crickets noise at some point. Crickets. Absolutely nothing. That's what it looked like. You heard nothing. Did the Capitol look anything like that? Anybody just you know, go ahead and send me pictures. Did the Capitol look anything like that whatsoever? Absolutely not. Let me read you this. Some of my stuff stuff was taken down prior to the show. I don't know what, you know, well, it's Twitter. Because a lot of stuff I pull comes from Twitter. So it gets taken down between when I, 
uh, upload it, and when we come to do the show, it just disappears, so I'm going to read this to you. I had the tweet, but they took it away. This is from Red State, from January 10th, Congressman. If an officer hadn't fired the shot, now they're talking to Congressman. Uh, put up his picture, and there you go, so everybody knows who I'm talking about. Just don't start the video, but put it up there. For a oh, while, gotcha. we there you go, that's fine. All right, there's, that's Hank Johnson, one of the dumbest people on planet Earth. I just have to put it out there. I want everybody to know he's one of the dumbest people on planet Earth, and somehow or another, he gets elected over and over and over again from Georgia to be their uh, representative. I, I don't know how. Listen, some of the dumbest people on planet Earth are, are, are our elected officials. But he says, if an officer hadn't fired the shot, that, that quote, quote, if an officer hadn't fired the shot that killed Ashley Babbitt, rioters would have hung, would have hanged black people. That is what he said. You don't believe me? Play it for me, Aaron. Wow. It was too late for us to take any action to protect ourselves. And for a while, we were at the mercy of this mob that came with zip ties and hangman's noose. You're freezing, hangman's Aaron? nooses. You bring it back to me real quick. Show me any video of zip ties and nooses. What did he just do there? Bold face freaking lie. That's all that it is. You're like, Tom, there's got to be deeper meaning. to. There's not. The devil is a liar. These people are controlled by Satan. He is a bold face liar. Show me one picture. I mean, I have seen, I am on the Gateway Pundit. I am on Twitter, I'm on The Federalist, I'm on Fox News, I'm on OWN, I'm on Newsmax, I am on these things 30 to 40 hours a week. I have not seen one picture of a hangman's noose yet or zip ties in order for these people who stormed the Capitol to hang black people. Play it for me. And it had set up a gallows on 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 the on the Capitol grounds, Reverend Al. They set up gallows. Let me let me push you on that. They set up gallows on the Capitol grounds. All right, sorry, bring back to me again. Gallows. So where are the pictures of the gallows? I, I mean, see, this is this is on MSNBC. Hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people see this. And does anybody even ask the question? Where are the pictures of the gallows? They set up gallows. They have zip ties, hangman's nooses. Uh, where? where, where you, you show me pictures of Trump people storming the Capitol. You know what I said? That's true. Ashley Babbitt was a Trump person. She was, I heard, of kind of more of a QAnon person and all that stuff. I'm not a follower of QAnon. There's an occasional thing that QAnon says that I agree with, but I'm not a follower. But that was her deal. She shouldn't have been doing what she was doing. But she was a Trump supporter. I don't deny it. I see factual data. If factual data is the opposite of what I believe, then I change it. If the Bible is the opposite of what I believe, then I change it to the Bible. That's how it should go. There's no pictures of any of this. Play it for me had confederate flags in the capitol building that's nothing but a race war that was about to be unleashed and had it not been for the gunshot of the one shot fired by that uh plainclothes officer in the speaker's lobby right behind the house gallery right there if those people had been able to get through 
they would have had us who were in the gallery up on the third floor trapped. Wow. We would not have been able to get out. And Reverend Al, when they let, when they finally got us out of there, we walked past spread-eagled rioters on the floor at gunpoint uh, by the Capitol Hill police officers. Uh, as we went down the steps, they had us surrounded up there on the third floor. And if that uh, police officer had not fired and stopped the onslaught on the speakers uh, in the speaker's lobby, they would have cut off our escape route. They would have had us upstairs. And I have no doubt that some of us who look like me would have been hanging from the railings of the third floor onto the house floor, swinging like, uh, like, uh, like uh, fruit, strange fruit. We would have been swinging from uh, those railings. And I tell you- Pray back to me. Explain to me what swinging like strange fruit means. This guy's a galactic idiot. Georgia, what's the matter with you, Hank, Hank Johnson? What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you with Reverend Warnock? What, what's going on in the state of Georgia? I know it was a fraudulent election. Look what I got. Look what I'm wearing right here. I know it, but come on. And you Republicans that control the elections in Georgia, you better get off your collective rear ends. Actually, let me put it this way. Pull your heads out of your collective rear ends and start doing something. Otherwise, this is what you're going to see for the rest of your freaking life. Simple as that. None of those things happen that this guy's talking about. It's just bold-faced lies. You just make it up. Well, here's another, and this happens to me. And again, this is stealing from Bongino. We don't care as conservatives about skin color. They do, but I have to mention it because it's all they care about. This is Jim Clyburn, who is far from a conservative, absolute, absolute leftist, hack liberal. Here's his interpretation of what happened in the Capitol. My security detail, the Capitol Police, uh, that are assigned... Uh, to me, did a remarkable job. Uh, I never really felt uh, any real personal danger. Uh, <laughs> they got me out of there uh, and got me to where uh, I needed to go, needed to be. Uh, in the very, in fact, I arrived at the spot at the same time that Nancy Pelosi arrived there as well. And so I have nothing but good things to say about them. The shame is the fact that the leadership above them did not give them the right kind of directions and therefore they were not able to be effectively do their right, job. Back to me. So everything that Hank Johnson said is a bull-faced lie. There is no nooses. There is no zip ties. There was no gallows. None. James Clyburn says very simply that he never felt in danger at all. So what's up? Why is nobody in the mainstream media confronting Hank, jo Hank Johnson whatsoever? Why, why is that not happening? I, I have no idea. Well, this just shows you. This is the same Hank Johnson right here. Play that one for me, Aaron. This is a uh, island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore, and at its smallest level uh, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. 
So 20, 24 miles long, about seven <laughs> miles wide at the Did he take Xanax just prior to this healing, uh, hearing? And I mean, place on the miles. island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that, that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that. Uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000, and again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more uh, into the population. The whole island will uh, become even, so even, overly populated that it will even tip over it and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, <laughs> there you go. That's the same guy. Put up my favorite picture. There you go. There's Hank Johnson. And this is the person saying that he felt like his life was in jeopardy during the capital onslaught. And again, believe me, I'm not making light of it. Everybody who committed crimes in the capital should be prosecuted, no doubt, including up to murder in that, you know, for, for both of the killings that occurred. The officer that was killed and the officer who actually shot Ashley Babbitt. You know, the, the person who hit the officer over the head with the fire extinguisher, that's pretty clear to me what that is. The shooting from the officer to Ashley Babbitt, I want to hear his side, but it's an unjustified shooting regardless. So here's, here's this, this guy, you have Hank Johnson. This is just exemplifies. He's the perfect example of the modern Democratic Party. Here's some of his greatest hits. Mr. Chairman, I will, uh, I think I've mixed up my speeches. We've got to ensure access to helium for all what do you do when the wolf <laughs> is crying out or actually barking out there being no helium for <laughs> comedians to get that high-pitched voice do you move back from the door and uh and then kneel down and pray and hope that everything is okay ferguson could happen in any place in America, whether or not it be in Ruby Ridge, uh, Utah, or wherever Ruby, Ruby Ridge, Ridge was. I guess we'll probably have uh, folks uh, putting on uh, white hoods and white uniforms again. Uh, brings to mind uh, occasions where, as a youth, my sister and I would go to my uncle's house. I would uh, <laughs> use as my text the song some of us may remember by janet jackson what have you done for me lately my uncle's <laughs> wife would all right you can bring it back to me just to make this clear too i want everybody to know this explain to me how the capital couldn't be secured you ever i mean here's the statistical data on it i did, I did the research on it how many are the capital police they have to cover an area you ready capital police have to cover an area of 2.3 miles 2.3 miles, 2.3 miles. That's their entire area. How many officers do they have to cover 2.3 miles? 2,300 officers. 
to cover a 2.3 mile area. They have a half a billion dollar budget, $500 million budget, and they couldn't secure the Capitol building with 2,300 officers. They couldn't coordinate. Now that's not Washington, D.C. That's, that's not the MPD. That's the Metropolitan Police Department. This is the Capitol Police Department. They have 2,300 officers all themselves. They couldn't coordinate with the MPD, with Metro Police Department, the Washington, D.C. Police Department. There's two separate ones. The Washington, D.C. Police Department's huge. And you couldn't, they certainly couldn't secure the RNC. You had numerous RNC officials attacked on their way out from leaving the White House after the RNC. When Trump gave his acceptance speech from the RNC, they were attacked. Muriel Bowser, she's the one who runs. People get confused. She doesn't run the Capitol PD. She runs the Metro PD, which is Washington, D.C.'s PD. Those are two different things. They have thousands and thousands and thousands of officers. They could not secure the RNC, and they couldn't secure the Capitol. And I want you to think about how galactically bourgeois it is that that's, that, that budget is bigger than Detroit's. The Capitol PD, the Capitol Police Department, their budget is bigger than Detroit's. I don't know how many officers Detroit has. I'll bet you Detroit has less officers too. I don't know that though. 2,300 officers. Think about how bourgeois it is to think of yourself as so important that you operate in a 2.3 mile area and you have to have 2,300 officers and they're so incompetent and you hate cops so much that they couldn't even secure the Capitol. 2,300? Come on, and you can't coordinate with D.C. Metro, which can bring in another couple thousand officers and, and simply cordon off the Capitol? You can't do that? It's galactic incompetence by the people in charge. All right, next thing. All right, Fox News video. This is from Martha McCallum, and this is about how China is uh, celebrating our alleged demise. Play it for me. Chinese leader Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping seeming to cheer the siege on American democracy, saying, quote, the world is undergoing profound changes unseen in a century, but time and the situation are in China's favor. Beijing is now using images of the chaos for propaganda purposes, with China's state-run Global Times News tweeting in part, the riots have ripped off the fake mask of U.S. democracy. The attractiveness of U.S. democracy has been severely weakened, they write. Other commentary reads, quote, violence has shaken the roots and foundation of American democracy. The long-celebrated American democracy has finally fallen from its altar. Joining right, me now... Go to the next one, Aaron, 239. Um, interesting headline today on Barbara Boxer, just as a side note here. Uh, she, she's... Uh, she, working for a company, a Chinese company, um, to provide strategic consulting services to the Chinese surveillance, to the Chinese surveillance firm, Hikvision, to their U.S. subsidiary. So she filed as a um, foreign agent for consulting services yeah. on that, and the Biden yeah. team said, you know, oh, we don't want to be associated with that, so they gave back her $500 donation. Uh, is this a company that a former U.S. senator should be involved with in any way? 
Martha, I've been here for four years with the president in this swamp, and these people in this town disgust me. It's one big revolving door between government and these lobbyists, and, and you've just seen uh, these lobbyists to jump on the president, jump on in behalf of these social media companies and censorship to make sure that Congress doesn't take any action to them. I mean, this is business as usual in the swamp. There's a reason why the Congress has an approval rating that's about 10 percent across America, I but, but I, I want to emphasize here, because China, Communist China is coming, they've been coming at us. Uh, they, they seeded and accelerated the spread of this virus in this country. We've got chaos as a result of this and a different president than everybody thought we would have. They're going to press us and push us, and I do not have faith at this point in the people that Joe Biden is putting in place. It's, it's, it's Obama-Biden term three, and they're the same people that laid down for China. So All right, back this to is me. a great... So what a shock it is. And I love how Navarro, he doesn't back off at all. He's like, you know what? They seeded the the coronavirus. They're the ones who caused it. They absolutely did. I mean, let's look at that real quick. But what a shock that COVID came from China, right? It was funded by Gates and Fauci from the United States and also Wuhan Institute of Virology. We all know about this stuff. Funded by Gates by the tens of millions. Funded by Fauci, 3.7 million, where they did gain-of-function research, where they take a virus that... Is not that humans are not susceptible to it. They make the virus so that humans are susceptible to it and they create a vaccine for it. That's what they were doing. That's what escaped from the lab. They all knew it. Event 201 was planned. That's a Bill Gates thing. Everybody was there. Pfizer was there. All the different corporations. World Health Organization was there. Event 201. They planned it in October of 2019. Absolutely did. What what, what were they wargaming at that time? A coronavirus outbreak. You can pull it up yourself. Event 201 is very easy to find on the internet. They don't hide it. They're not ashamed of it. But what was the... It's such a... It's, it's just... What are the odds that you're going to wargame in October of 2019... A viral outbreak, and the one that you choose is a coronavirus outbreak. The one, the the viral outbreak that you choose is a coronavirus outbreak. Gates predicts, Bill Gates predicts, a wet market outbreak in November of 2019. When did the outbreak break happen? December 2019. Then you've got Barbara Boxer, former senator from California, just retired in 2017. She is working for a Chinese. It's not just a Chinese company. This isn't a Chinese company that's making baked beans. This is a Chinese surveillance company called Hikvision. She's working for them. The, even the Bidens had to kick back her $500 donation. What a cheapskate she is. Well, why are the Bidens kicking it back? They took $1.5 billion from China. Give me a break. All right, Raheem uh, Kasim tweet. How come they didn't militarize the Capitol or security for congressmen uh, when Bernie Sanders supported James Hodgkinson tried to assassinate a Republican congressman in 2017? Exactly right. Explain that. Why was there no big lockdown? This guy goes on to a field where Republican congressmen are having a softball practice and starts opening fire, near, nearly killing Steve Scalise. And what happened? Dust in the wind in three days. Dust in the wind, three days. There wasn't an armed person in the Capitol last Wednesday. Not an armed person, gun or knife. It's just such, I don't even know how to put it into words. I wish I could find more verbiage, but it's just absolute galactic hypocrisy. And they don't even care. They don't even hide it. All right, Rodney Howard Brown tweet. 
What a drama queen. Absolutely. Listen to her. Play it for me. Half of, we came close to half of the house nearly dying on Wednesday. And if a foreign head of state, if another head of state came in and ordered an attack on the United States Congress, would we say that that should not be prosecuted? Should we, would we say that there should be absolutely no response to that? No. It is an act of insurrection. It's an act of hostility. And we must have accountability because without it, it will happen again. All right, so explain to me how almost half, almost half of Congress almost nearly died. That's her verbiage. She sounds literally like a 13-year-old. I used to work in a middle school. She sounds exactly like a 13-year-old eighth grader. She does. Almost, almost nearly half of Congress died. Almost nearly half. That doesn't even make sense. It's grammatically incorrect. And yet there she is. She's, she's just like Hank Johnson. How do, how do these people who are actually dumber than the average, you're awesome, buddy, dumber than the average end up being elected? How does this happen? How, how do you elect this woman out of New York City? How do you do it? She cost you 25,000 jobs from Amazon. And yet you still elect this woman in a landslide victory not a few months ago. You get what you deserve in New York. I'm tired of it. I, the, my, my desire is because half of Staten Island, New York is conservative is just make that another Rhode Island or something. And that'll be its own state. And the rest of the rest of New York can go along with Bill de Blasio with their poop. That's frying on the streets in the middle of the summer. That's absolutely true. By the way, There's so much human feces on the streets of New York that in the summer, when you're sitting at your mandated outdoor eating area and the, and the bum 10 feet, away, 10 feet away from you takes a dump on the street and the sidewalk is 150 degrees, it starts frying. So not only do you get the smell of your frying fajitas, you also get the smell of his frying feces right next to you. How fun is that? That's New York City. Bill de Blasio, Andrew Cuomo given to you on a platter. It is their creation. Imagine that poo-poo platter for you. Sizzling. That's what you get served. She sounds like an eighth grader. And I explain to me. I want, again, I want specifics. I want specifics. How did you nearly die? I want to know. How did you almost nearly die? I want to know. How did you almost nearly die? I'm using her verbiage. I'm doing it on purpose. I don't talk that stupidly. I want to know. How did you almost nearly die, AOC? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. How? I want to know specifically. All right, from the Gateway Pundit. These two people, I want you to see their picture. Who was it that was in the Capitol? Who was in the Capitol? Now, see, the difference between me and AOC is I'm a conservative. I will give you facts and data, and I will give you specifics, even if it hurts my cause. They will never give you facts and data that hurt their cause because they're unprincipled people. Principled people... They will show you facts and data that hurt their narrative because they'll say, maybe my narrative's not right. Unprincipled people will never give you facts and data that hurt their narrative because they're narrative-driven. They're not truth-driven, which why you would want a narrative to be implemented that requires lying, I'll never know. But this is from the Gateway Pundit. Two men here, Kevin Seafried, the man pictured carrying Confederate flag, into the Capitol during last week's riot, was arrested on Thursday in Delaware. Seafried, 
was arrested for his participation in the deadly Capitol riot that occurred last Wednesday, two law enforcement officers told the New York Times. Now look at the next picture. In this photo, Kevin Seafried was pictured with Antifa rioter Aaron Mostofsky, a registered Democrat, on the stairs of the Capitol. All right, back to me real quick. I'm going to flash back to that picture. I want you, who was in the Capitol? Who was in the Capitol? Look at these two guys. That's Kevin. Yeah, there's Ke- that's Kevin Seafried right there. And then you've got right next to him now on the staircase of the Capitol, Aaron Mostofsky. Aaron Mostofsky is a registered Democrat and known Antifa rioter. A known Antifa rioter. Now, Kevin Seafried, now who's this guy? The old, Now, this is from the Gateway Pundit. Kevin Seafried, right there. Yeah, leave it up, Aaron. That's good. He is a he is a listed. Uh, this is uh, one, there is one Kevin Seafried listed in Delaware. He is a listed registered Democrat. We have not yet confirmed this. So who who was it? I just gave you the specifics. One is a confirmed. So far, I'm going to show you more. One of them, at Aaron Mostofsky, is a confirmed Antifa. Right, good, Aaron. Antifa rioter, the guy with the beard right there in your face, that is an Antifa rioter. And the other guy is most likely, right there, Aaron, uh, Kevin Seafried is most likely a registered Democrat out of Delaware. So when you hear that it was all Trumpsters, it is not remotely correct at all. And speaking of that, here's another person arrested. FBI arrest Antifa leader John Sullivan in Utah for storming the U.S. Capitol on Wednesday. <laughs> you can bring it back to me. You can just flash it back and forth there as you see fit. But I'm like, do you see this? Okay, there. I've shown you three. There's one. There's two. And there's three. These. This is what you call, ready now? Mask-wearing Christians. I'll pick on you first. Mask-wearing Christians capitulating conservatives next and all the rest of the horde after that this is what you call facts and data when you open up your mask box and your mask box says that it's useless in preventing a virus from coming through you ought to that's facts and data now i'm showing you facts and data you should listen to facts and data if the bible says No plague shall draw near thy dwelling. That's your facts and data, Christians. Pull that lie off your stupid face and stop doing it. Stop capitulating. Tommy, you shouldn't call people stupid. Listen, if you're still wearing a mask 305 days in to 15 days to flatten the curve, you're stupid. You need to repent of being stupid. I've repented of being stupid in the past. Why can't you humble yourself and repent of being stupid? But I'm showing you right here who was in the Capitol. There was Republicans there, but there was also these people there. Kind of obvious to be wearing, to have your Confederate flag. I mean, come on, right? You got John Sullivan, John Earl Sullivan there, his mugshot. He was in the Capitol. There he is. Look at that mugshot. He looks like he's being probed. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Somehow being probed. I'll leave it at that. All right, Jack Posobiec tweet. I've never seen so much activity by the FBI after a riot. Anybody else? We had you know riots all summer long. 
You know, I'm saying summer, really all spring, all summer, and now into the fall. I haven't seen such activity by the FBI, by the Christopher Ray-led FBI. I wonder why it is so hyped up now. You know why? Because everybody's scared of Democrats. It's just, it drives me nuts what people are scared of. I preach about this all the time in the church. Why it is that people are scared to discipline their two-year-old child. I'll never get that. Oh, come on, little Johnny. One, two, three, do what I want. No, why don't you just discipline the kid and make them do what they want? Because you're scared of them? Why, husbands, why are you scared of your wives? And why is the FBI scared of Democrats? Or maybe they just are Democrats. Maybe they just are deep swampers themselves. The FBI is thoroughly corrupt. All right, put that up for me, Aaron. MAGA moms have begun getting FBI visits just for attending January 6th. Just for attending. I want to know how many FBI visits were there for those just attending the Portland riots, the Philadelphia riots, the Kenosha riots, the Seattle riots. How many people were uh, how many people were visited for just attending? All right, Dinesh D'Souza tweet. If you don't agree with AOC, you are a neo-Nazi and a violent insurrectionist. That's basically what she's saying. Put up there for me, Aaron. Here's what she said. Free advice. If you are losing tens of thousands of followers the moment Twitter starts taking down neo-Nazis and violent insurrectionists, maybe don't advertise that. So I guess, you know what? If you don't agree with her, you're a neo-Nazi. That's what they've been saying. But here's the funny thing. Who is it that does the banning? That would be the Democrats. Who, does it, who is it that murders the unborn by the tune of 1.2 million reported abortions a year? And just remember something. I haven't said this in a while. California and New York do not have to report all their abortions. So how many, who, how many is there really? Number one cause of death in the black community is abortion. So 1.2 million reported abortions a year. Who is it that's butchering the unborn? So they're calling me a neo-Nazi. I'm not banning anything. I'm not book burning anything. I'm not rioting. I'm not doing it. And I'm the neo-Nazi? Really? I mean, think about it's either you are either galactically ignorant or willfully stupid to talk like that. You really are. Sean Davis tweet. 28 times. We're going to blow through these quickly. 28 times. The media and Democrats excuse violence by left-wing activists. First, we have Kamala Harris. You can put hers up there. There's Kamala Harris. If you're able to, chip in now to the Minnesota Freedom Fund to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minneapolis, in Minnesota. I forgot about that one. Yeah, the riots that basically burned down the entire uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul area. There's, there's Kamala Harris. Let's, let's put together a fund, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, to bail them out. And you're concerned about the Republicans' response to a few hours of rioting on the Capitol? That's what you're concerned about, Kamala? All right, here's the next one. Chris Cuomo, who said protests were supposed to be peaceful. Play that for me. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. Persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. And please... Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Um, it's in the Constitution, numbnuts. You're allowed to peaceably assemble, numbnuts. It's amazing. Again, the stupidest people on the planet are in the positions of control. But that's because we've let that happen, but no more. All right, MSNBC reporter describes fire as seen mostly a peaceful protest. Play up, I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. But fires have been started, and and there's a crowd that. I mean, I, I want you to think about the galactic hubris that it takes. 
you have to you either have to be incredibly stupid yourself or you have to be thinking that you're reporting to the incredibly stupid this is mostly peaceful play the next one for me what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. A second night since Jacob Blake was seen shot in the back seven times by a police officer. And what you are seeing now, these images came and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations in the face of law enforcement. It wasn't until night fell that things began to get a little bit more contentious. Things were thrown back and forth. Police started using some of those crowd dispersal tactics like tear gas. All right, bring it back to me. You got the idea. Yeah, we got the tweet from Yamaka Cinder. Yeah, put that up there. Here's our next example. These people are anarchists. President Trump says without providing any evidence. So the people that he's talking about are the the anarchists from Portland, Minneapolis, Seattle, Kenosha. Yeah, President Trump calls them anarchists without. What was the tweet? What did the tweet say again? Aaron, put that up there for me. The people are anarchists. Uh, President Trump says without providing any evidence. Without providing any evidence, he calls them anarchists. That's not providing evidence, right there. Look at him. It the town is burning, and there's no evidence whatsoever. Here's a classic. Don Lemon compares leftist riotous riders to the Boston Tea Party. Play that one for me. And let's not forget, if anyone is judging this, I'm not judging this. I'm just wondering what is going on because we were supposed to figure out this experiment a long time ago. Our country was started because this is how the Boston Tea Party <laughs> rioting. So don't do not get it twisted and think that oh this is some something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that this is how this country was started and, and what's he saying now with these savages these horrible people see the difference is I call them savages and I call the people who stormed the Capitol savages because I'm a principled person I'm not pushing a narrative yes I have a narrative but my narrative is subject to truth and facts and principles his is not if that that violated his narrative that wouldn't if if you if he called that honestly those riots with those broken up windows and things on fire if he called that honestly it would help trump so he won't call it honestly listen if it took me saying that that was good well yes leave that up there if it took me saying that that is good to elect donald trump i would never say it I would never, ever lie for my narrative to be in place because what worth does my narrative have if I have to lie to get it in place? How they don't see this, I will never, ever get. You got the Chris Saliza thing up next? There you go. Chris Saliza, Trump's efforts to label what is going on in major cities as riots speaks at least somewhat to his desperation, politically speaking. (laughs) So you can't call that a riot right there. Remember what we're talking about, the 28 times media and Democrats excused violence by left-wing activists. There's another example. uh, I'll I'll skip ahead. We got the uh, tweet from uh, Craig Melvin. Yeah, we did. Put that up there, Aaron. There you go. This will guide our reporting in Minnesota. While the situation on the ground in Minneapolis is fluid and there has been violence, it is, it is most accurate at this time to describe what is happening there as protests, not riots. Okay, well, most of what happened at D.C. were protests and not riots. Why aren't, why aren't you putting it that way, Greg Melvin? Why not? What, what's the difference, right? I mean, what exactly is the difference? All right, here's how uh, uh, this is another glorious leader in our country. The uh, governor 
of uh, the state of West, of Washington. Here's Jay Inslee's take. Play that for me. Governor, I'd like to ask you about uh, what's going on in Seattle. There's this uh, thing called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. What's your thought on that? The fact that the protesters have taken that over and not allowing people to come and go freely? Uh, regarding the National Guard. Well, that's news to me, so I'll have to reserve any comment about it. I, I have not, I have not heard anything about that. Any <laughs> credible source? <laughs> not that you're not credible. It's just like before I espouse an opinion, I should know of which I speak. <laughs> All right, back to me. Well, I'll tell you, Jay Inslee. It's amazing you didn't know about it because everybody else on the planet did. That nine square blocks of the city of Seattle had been taken over by force, and you had never heard of it. That's a little bit different than I imagine Jay Inslee's take on the Capitol riot or the coup attempt, right? Here's Pelosi about mobs and uh, statues. Play that for me. Respectfully, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. uh, I do think that from a safety standpoint, uh, it would be a good idea to uh, have it taken down if the community doesn't want it. I don't know that it has to be a commission. Uh, but it just could be a, a community view. And sometimes it's something that's been there, that view has been there for a while. But let's just say, I always say to young people who come, to, children who come to the Capitol, when you look around, you see statues to people in, in Washington, monuments and the rest, who, uh, who we respect, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, you know, heroes, they would want us to be talking about the future, your future. So everything we do here is about you. It's not necessarily, um, they would want it to be about looking forward, not looking back. Uh, So let's just think about what are the uh, values, the vision, uh, the perspective uh, that we enshrine and how that benefits our children rather than having a big fight about um, was somebody worth it. We know they're not worth it if they committed treason against the United States. Thank you all very much. There you go. What a dramatic take. And that, that's somebody who's the Speaker of the House of Representatives right there. People will do what they do. All right. Well, that, she has a surprisingly different take when it doesn't advance her own narrative. All right. From uh, Cam Adams tweet. You can't govern a nation with two sets of rules. Here you go. From Vox. Vox liberal site. Here's left side. Riots are destructive, dangerous, and scary, but can lead to serious social reforms. Here's their latest take. Every person who forced their way in the Capitol should be arrested. (laughs) There you go. One more time. One more time. Put that back up there. Here you go. One more time. Riots are destructive. This is is from September 22nd, 2016. Riots are destructive, dangerous, scary, but can lead to serious social reforms. And now from January 6th, 2021, every person who forced their way into the Capitol should be arrested. That is what you call a principleless hack. Simple, simple as that. All right, James Lindsay, uh, Lindsay tweet. Guys, look at here we go. Side by side, peaceful protest. What's the dates, Aaron? You see them? I can't see it. Uh, uh, This is July 27th, the one on the left. Peaceful protesters with room for rage, with room for rage, sympathize with aggressive tactics, all right? And now we have, I'm assuming, oh, January 7th, the front page of the New York Times, 
Rampage. Trump incites mob. Rampage in capital. Forces evacuations. A little bit different reporting, would you say? We live in an era of liars. And there's no, there's no other way to put it. They're agenda-driven liars. It's as simple as that. And you will choose whether or not you capitulate to the liars. The mark of the beast spoken of in Revelation 13, 16 through 18 will be those who capitulate to lies. Oh, what, what does it hurt to wear a mask? Because it's a lie. Well, it doesn't hurt you to do it. It's a lie and it does hurt you to do it. It lowers your immune system. You're breathing in the things that you exhale. And guess what? The things that you exhale are supposed to be exhaled, not inhaled. That's why it's called exhaled. See, see the, I mean, do you see the Goliath reaches of my, of my mind? Do you see it? What's exhaled should remain exhaled. You, you don't, I mean, I, I, of course I'm being facetious. I'm just saying it's not, it's not very difficult to understand any of these things, but it'll be up to you whether you capitulate to these lies or not. All right, Kyle cash off tweet. We miss Will Chamberlain. Uh, just go to Kyle. There you go. All right. Sorry about that. My fault. All right. Would be a shame if this video of leftists destroying D.C. during Trump's two. This is Trump's 2017 inauguration. Play it for me. I don't, I don't recall hearing too much about this. Anybody else? Trump, this is this is Washington, D.C. 2017. Which one was worse? I, I, I don't know. Which one was worse? <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this looks a far more like an insurrection than anything that I've seen recently. You are both. There's Washington, D.C. 2017, Trump's yeah. inauguration. All right, bring it back. Here's another picture. I just like the picture right here from the Gateway Pundit. Put it up there, Aaron. This is also Washington, D.C. It's from Gateway. Hundreds of violent left-wing rioters smashed windows, set limousine on fire in Washington, D.C. During President Trump's inauguration, government later dropped all charges against the rioters you have fbi going to maga mom's houses right now for simply showing up simply showing up to the protest january 6th but there put the picture back up aaron or the video you can run the video without sound or do whatever you want to do but here in this situation nobody they dropped all the charges good aaron play that thing yeah they dropped all the there's no charges here oh isn't that strange isn't that strange if you are on one side of the aisle, absolutely nothing happens to you. But if you are, listen, both are wrong. But if you're on this side, nothing happens to you. But if you're a MAGA mom that simply showed up on January 6th, you have the FBI knocking at your door right now. Isn't it amazing the different result? Isn't it simply amazing how different the response is from the FBI from one riot to the next? Isn't it strange? It's kind of strange. You know why? Because the FBI is corrupt. They're corrupt. 
Christopher Ray is corrupt. He doesn't even acknowledge the existence of Antifa. Remember, Aaron, put that video back up from uh, from DC. Yeah, the one over there. You go right there. Play it for me. He doesn't acknowledge the existence of these people. He doesn't acknowledge this. Christopher, right there. I mean, look at these people. He doesn't acknowledge their existence at all. But he, he sent his agents to Mega Mom's house. No, these people don't exist to Christopher Ray. It's just an ideology, right? Just an ideology. I mean, it truly is amazing. All right, Raheem Kasim tweet. I want everyone to think about the fact that this is the guy they said led a coup attempt. <laughs> Play it for me. I'm going to post up some video of you dancing and doing your music. Let's talk about the spiritual aspect of what you do. And you'll probably do a little bit here before we get kicked off today. Sure. So um, what I do is I practice something known as shamanism. And in shamanism, they sing, they dance, they drum, and they inform the community. They dress up in a way that chases off evil spirits. The singing and the drumming is about chasing off evil spirits because uh, sound actually precedes electromagnetic activity. So when you sing and you drum, especially when you do so really loudly, you end up affecting the quantum realm. And this has been being done for thousands of years to ward off evil spirits, ward off negative timelines, and to basically bring <laughs> positive energy. So part of the reason why I dress this way is because if we were going to have like a... Uh, back info- to me. So this guy will basically show up anywhere, regardless. He has shown up at other pro-Trump things. He has. He has. He's shown up at other pro-Trump things. I don't know what else he does in life. He may be a Trump supporter, but that's who you're worried about. I wouldn't worry about that guy if I, if I was... A cop still. I wouldn't worry about that guy stealing gum of a Walmart shelf, let alone being a coup, being being somebody that you know, like uh, Hank Johnson said, was he was he one of the ones Hank that was that was that had that was carrying zip ties and and hangman's nooses around? Was is he one of them? No, he's just a goofball, an absolute goofball. Listen, he should be charged with whatever he did at the Capitol, whatever he did that was illegal. He should absolutely be charged. No problem. But you're going to call it a coup. I mean, come on. All right. Sean Davis tweet. Oh, we don't have that one. All right. Which one do we have next? How about a Rogan O'Han? Oh, okay. Gotcha. I know where we are. All right. Got it. All right. Now their tweet that <clears throat> I told you that you bring it back to me real quick. The problem is that we had things that we posted that I uploaded that were taken down. So that's why we have a occasional glitch. All right, Nadler up. All right, once again, urging that President Trump be impeached and removed from office. We have a limited period of time. Yeah, Jerry, you have none in which to act. The nation cannot afford a drawn out process. And I support bringing articles of impeachment directly uh, to the House floor. Yeah, limited time. Uh, today is what? What is the day today? The 14th. So yeah, five days. You're, I mean, what an idiot. And, here, and here's the thing. House Judiciary, this, again, they took my, this took some of our stuff down, so I have to just read it to you because they took the tweets down. Thanks, Jack Dorsey. Fact, House Judiciary Committee uh, Chairman Jerry Nadler got President Clinton to pardon terrorist Susan Rosenberg. This is, they took all this stuff down, so I can't really show you the, the pictures of it. Um, but there's actually, back in the day, this is 1983, Susan Rosenberg was responsible for detonating a device inside the Capitol, and he urged President Clinton to pardon her. And here's how he feels about Antifa. And most of you have seen this, but let's play it one more time. It's only 30 seconds. Here's how he feels about Antifa. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now. There's that, riots. That, in- that's a myth. That's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Sir, there's there's videos everywhere online. There's fires and riots. They're throwing 
fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. Bring back to me. All right, if I could show you this, it was taken down. I'll see if I can find him again. The damage that was done to the Capitol by Susan Rosenberg <laughs> and that he urged her to be pardoned from uh, Bill Clinton. And she was, I believe, I believe. If you could, oh, you got, there you go. You're awesome, brother. There it is. That's what happened to the Capitol. And he had that person who caused that to be pardoned. And he says, he says Antifa is a myth. That's been perpetuated solely by the right. He This is how hypocritical these people are. Put that up again, Aaron. This is okay for them. And, and what Antifa does is okay. But if you dare, yeah, this is fine. This is a myth. This is all a myth right here. Absolute myth that President Trump's 2017 inauguration. This is all a myth. Absolute myth. According to the, what's Jerry Nadler's title? Judiciary Committee Chairman. This is all a myth. Bombing the freaking capital, causing this amount of damage, is absolutely fine. But if you dare, if you dare wear a mega hat and storm the capital with no firearms and no firearms, no no weapons, they keep saying armed, armed with what? I don't know. Then that's the worst thing in the world. And it was bad. But you need to say both are bad, which all Republicans have said both are bad. All right, Rogan O'Hanley tweet. We got that one, Aaron? We're looking. Maybe somewhere. Yeah, there you go. Right there. There we go. All right. Democrats call for viol- call for violent riots, and the media calls them peaceful protests. Trump calls for peaceful protests, and the media says they're violent riots. You can't sum it up any better than that. All right. Jason Chavitz tweet. Here he is. This is John Earl Sullivan, not a Trump supporter. I showed you him earlier in the U.S. Capitol. Why wasn't he arrested and charged? Well, today he was absolutely arrested and charged. Known Antifa, known Antifa rioter in the Capitol. Showed you the pictures. He was there along with the other two Antifa people in the Capitol that I showed you their pictures too. Aaron, can you do that? I know I'm asking a lot. Show everybody that was Antifa. That was Antifa, most likely. Definitely Antifa, the bearded guy. Antifa, Antifa. All in the Capitol. So it was Trump people and Antifa. Why am I not hearing any con? Why isn't Nancy Pelosi impeached for inciting Antifa? Why isn't Jenny Durkin impeached? Why isn't she being criminally charged for inciting a riot? Why? Why? Are, I mean, they're the ones that have let this happen. They're, Antifa's caused billions and billions of dollars worth of damage. Ted Wheeler in Portland, why hasn't he been arrested for incitement? They absolutely, they, they caused all the damage that was done to their city. They did absolutely nothing to cite it. Ted Wheeler went out and marched. The mayor of Portland went out and marched with Antifa himself and has never been charged with anything but Trump gave a speech where he said, let's patriotically and peacefully protest, and he's being impeached? It makes absolutely no sense. You're like, Tom, you constantly complain. Well, what are your solutions to this? I will tell you, here's here's my solutions to it. I would go with, we, we should keep up our broadcast and be talking to one another, but we need to stop casting our pearls before the swine. 
Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. We, listen, on, on Biden's inauguration, do nothing. Go radio silent. Don't watch it. Don't pay attention to it. Ignore them. And then behind the scenes, we need to be changing things. We need to be electing the right people. We need to be insisting. Those of you who are in Georgia, those of you who are in Pennsylvania, those of you in Michigan and Wisconsin, here's the thing. It's, it's the seven cities, if I, if I got them calculated right in my mind. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. Those seven cities are why Joe Biden was elected president. That's it. The mass corruption and the manifestation of ballots, the creation of ballots, the halting of elections in the middle, the halting of vote, vote counting in the middle of the night so that ballots could be fabricated. That is why we are where we are. I mean, oh, come on. 147,000 ballots show up at 4 o'clock in the morning in Detroit, Michigan at the vote counting center, all for Biden. I mean, come on, that's what happened. There's numerous affidavits. People say there's no evidence. There's numerous sworn affidavits to things like that. Over a thousand of them, but not one judge will hear it, including this nine capitulating cowards led by John Roberts that is our Supreme Court. If you live in those areas, and by the way, all of them, with the exception of Clark County, that's Las Vegas, are controlled by Republicans. And Clark County might be too. That's just the only one I'm not sure of. You need to be electing the right people. It's time to stop capitulating. You need to be making phone. Listen, I'm going to be like, Tom, you do it. I don't live there. My my governor's Ron DeSantis. Our election was flawless. 22 million people. Our election was done. We knew the winner at 1030 at night. How'd Georgia do? How'd Michigan do? We're all in the same timeline. How'd Wisconsin do? How'd Pennsylvania do? How'd Arizona do? Arizona was called at 11 o'clock at night. There's, there, there's a district in New York that they still don't know the winner yet. Right now, January 14th. They don't know the winner. What, is it November 3rd to January 14th? A month, two months and 11 days, they still don't know the winner yet? We have to be behind this. It's time for us. Listen, we don't need... You're like, Tom, you're just trying... You're capitulating and you're like saying we shouldn't protest. Listen... I think protesting has a place, but you know what? It's time for us to take action. We can win this battle legally, very easily. Because see, what's happened is, is that Republicans concentrate on campaigning and Democrats concentrate on who's counting the vote. We need to concentrate on both. Both. And, and by the time the election happens, for all intents and purposes, especially with gutless judges and gutless courts, there's nothing you can do afterwards. There's not enough time to do anything. There is if the courts had guts, but they don't. All right, John Solomon tweet. Double standard. After Colin Kaepernick praised deadly BLM riots, Twitter CEO gave him $3 million. <laughs> Facts! Truth! It's the world that we live in. There you go. It's the world. Yeah, flashback and forth between that and Colin. There you go. Hey, Colin loves it. Back. Hey, Colin loves it. What do you think, Colin? Oh, look at that. There you go. 
That's where we're at. That's just the society that we live in. What are you going to do about it? The church, the church is the saddest thing to me. And I hope that I'm reaching some people. I know that I'm offending a lot, but I hope I'm reaching some of you. The Christians first, because the answer is actually the church of Jesus Christ. But the church is closed. The church is a capitulating, ankle-grabbing lapdog of the Democratic Party. Basically, most churches right now are state churches. They've received PPP money. They're obligated to put out their alcohol gel stations, and you have to sit in your COVID clumps at church. What do I mean when I say COVID clump? That means when you go into a church and you're only allowed to sit with your family in the lawn chairs that you brought because they don't want your butt spreading COVID from one church seat to the next so they took up all their church seats and you got to bring in your own lawn chair. If you went to a church that did that, you're like, well, we're reopen now. We're just, you know, we're a little bit separated, but we're reopen now. You need to never go back to that church again unless the pastor has come out and publicly repented of it. See, this is what they're all doing. This is what the Republicans are doing right now. The Republicans that signed on to certify a fraudulent election are now wanting to talk about uh, lowering taxes again. I wanted to talk about the debt, wanting to talk about other different things. No, 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 no. The Thomas Masseys of the world that I used to love, the Rand Pauls of the world that I used to love, use and Lindsey Graham's, uh, the Tom Cottons, all of them that I used to love these guys. What's your Marsha Blackburn? I used to love them. They signed on to certify an election they darn well know is fraudulent. Until you publicly repent of doing that, I have nothing to do with you. Nothing. I don't try to hide it. That's what the pastors are doing now. I saw a conference coming out where they're wanting to, we're going to get back to basics. Back to basics? Your church is closed. You're doing a conference and you're all your church is a big name guy. Churches are all closed. It's got numerous satellite churches. They're closed. They're capitulating. They're social distanced. They're COVID clumping. They're masked up. They go in between services and spray down their pews. You want to get back to basics? No, you need to deal with the elephant that's in the room. And that is that you capitulated to a bold-faced Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, Bill Gates lie. You gave into it. You grabbed your ankles to it. You know that's the truth. And what you, you want to talk about spiritual warfare? Yeah, put it up there. There it is right there. That's the one holding it. Ed Young, get over yourself. You don't need to get back to basics. You need to repent of closing your churches. He even says, I'll, I'll play the ad. I'll play the ad on Saturday. The ad, is, the ad is talking about church will never be the same again. That's what he says. That's how he opens up his advertisement for his like C3 conference or something. Church will never be the same again. Why, Ed? Because you're a capitulating coward? Because you won't stand up to a virus with a 99.9% post-infection? That's if you, if you ever catch it, survival rate? This is what caused you to say that churches will never be the same again? You're like, Tom, you vacillate between this and the rioting in the Capitol. It's because it's all the same thing. It's all lies. The only reason why that there, this thing happened in the Capitol was because of stupid people. That's a given. It was because there was a fraudulent election. The fraudulent election was brought forth by COVID-19 by having all of these people doing mail-in balloting. Mail-in balloting is, is fraught with fraud. All right, Will Chamberlain tweet. This seems 
insurrectionists. This is in New York City. Play it for me. January 10th. New York City right here. Those aren't cops, everybody. That's the myth Jerry Nadler talks about. He's from New York. There's the myth. There's the myth, Jerry. They're marching down the streets. That's going on right now in America. Absolutely no problem for the left. All right, Kyle Becker tweet. FBI had warned that extremists were prepping to come to Washington. The warning did directly contradicted statements from the Justice Department and FBI officials that they had no intelligence to suggest a storming of the Capitol. Here, you know, here's the deal. What happened was the FBI came out and the GOJ came out and they said they had no intelligence. The Capitol Police came out, said they had no intelligence. Turns out they did. What did they do with it? Absolutely nothing. All right, let's look at some impeachment stuff before we go tonight. Here's Matt Gates on the House floor. Awesome video. Play it for me. Some have cited the metaphor that the president lit the flame. Well, they lit actual flames, actual fires, and we Time them out. Expired, there will be more. Seems to me that impeachment is an itch that doesn't go away with just one scratch. It also seems that President Trump may be most likely to be impeached when he is correct. Before the last presidential impeachment, President Trump rightly pointed out the improper activities of the Biden crime family, and subsequently he's been proven right. And don't think for a moment, Madam Speaker, that we're going to drop that or stop our pursuit for the truth. Before that, we had the Russia hoax, where you had the president rightly making claims that Hillary Clinton and the DNC were colluding with Russians to disorient our democracy. How right he turned out to be. And then we have the 2020 presidential election, where the president correctly pointed out unconstitutional behavior, voting irregularities, concerns over tabulations, dead people voting, and now impeachment again. When they go low, we kick them. Eric Holder, former attorney general under Barack Obama, breaching the Capitol was as low as low can be. We all denounce it. But who is it that they're kicking? The president, who created soaring highs for our economy, rising wages before the pandemic, 400 miles of wall to stop the caravans, who drew down troops in the Middle East and showed empathy for the forgotten men and women of our country. It's why so many people love him so much, and it's why they're kicking all of us. This president has faced unprecedented hatred and resistance from big media, big tech, and big egos from congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle. Before the rioters tore through that glass, Speaker Pelosi stood at that rostrum and tore through the President's State of the Union speech, inciting anger, resentment, division. Some believe that truly these true colors are being shown now through this divisive partisan impeachment. The Speaker of the House I would request an additional 40 seconds. Excuse, excuse, go through the speaker, please. The gentleman from Ohio. Madam Speaker, I yield the gentleman an additional 40 seconds. The, uh, 40 four seconds, seconds or 40 seconds? Yep, 40 seconds. No, four seconds. Ding 40 back. Seconds. I think 45 the seconds. I thank the gentleman. The speaker said to us just moments ago, words matter. But apparently those words don't matter when they're uttered by Democrats. When the gentlelady from Massachusetts calls for unrest in the streets, when the gentlelady from California brazenly brags that she called for people to get in the faces of those who serve and support the president. I denounced political violence from all ends of the spectrum, but make no mistake, the left in America has incited far more political violence the than the right. right here. For months, our cities burned, 
police stations burned, our businesses were shattered, and they said nothing. Or they cheer-led for it, and they fundraised for it, and they allowed it to happen in the greatest country in the world. Now, some have cited, some have cited the metaphor that the president lit the flame. Well, they lit actual flames, actual fires, and we Time put them out. Expired. There will be order in the house. I yield back. The See, gentleman- this is what we need in our country: are the Matt Gateses of the world, the non-knee benders. That's who we need. We've elected a few more. That's their name, Lauren, Lauren Bobart. They got, she's one. Uh, what's it, Marjorie Taylor Greene? We've, listen, we've, we've elected some good ones. They're coming in. And Nancy Pelosi only has a narrow majority. We need to take the House back. That's what we need to concentrate on. And believe me, I'm still someone that thinks Donald Trump's going to be sworn in on the 20th. I know some people, they want to watch these shows where this is going to happen on Monday and that's going to happen. I've heard from this person inside, that person inside, and we keep hearing those things one thing after another. Nothing is happening. Okay, listen, I hope it does happen. I really do. I hope it does happen. I don't disregard all of that, but I have seen so many Mondays and Tuesdays and it's going to happen on Wednesdays, come and go, and this big thing's going to happen and that big thing's going to happen. And Okay, I've just seen so much of it that I'm not going to present that to you. I'm not going to present things that I do not know. I'm going to present facts to you. What we need to concentrate on right now, what we need to concentrate on is legally turning this country around, peacefully turning this country around. If you have to defend yourself, that's one thing. But what we really need to do at this moment in time is disregard the left and stop casting our pearls before the swine, letting them have our hearts, letting them direct us in any way, shape, or form. They tell you to wear a mask, you just look them in the eye and go, no. Never. That's what you do. All of these things. You just do it peacefully. I'm not telling anybody to break any laws. But we need to disregard the left and stop giving them our hearts. Definitely stop giving them our fear. And I'm just telling everything that I'm saying right now, I'm telling you, I want it done in peace. We got something going on on our screen on the back. Hey, we got a guy talking. Look at that. Right there. There we go. We got new technology we're playing with. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Kyle Becker tweet. There we go. Oh, so this is all just a political game to Democrats. Play that one for me. What if he pardons himself? What if he pardons these people who are terrorists on the Capitol? Or pardons he himself? He can only pardon himself from federal offenses. He cannot pardon himself from state offenses, and that's where he's being investigated in the state of New York. There is a possibility that after all of this, there's no punishment, no consequence, and he could run again for president. And that's one of the motivations that people have for advocating for impeachment. There you Won't go. that take more than the 10 days? I mean, does it actually make sense? Well, I like the 25th Amendment because it gets rid of him. He's out of office. Uh, but there is strong support in the Congress uh, for impeaching the president a second time. So you just heard it. The reason why she wants him impeached, and remember, it takes a conviction for this to happen, but the reason why she wants to charge him, impeach him, same thing, is so that he can't run again. Now, he's never going to be convicted in the Senate. He'll never reach the Senate at all before he even leaves office. But if he does stay in office, they'll come after him and try to impeach him while he's in office. They will. Of course they will. And that's why if Biden is sworn in on the 20th, they need to start that day, Lauren Bobart has already committed to do, or is it Marjorie Green? I can't remember which one. Was it Marjorie? 
She said, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that she is going to be initiating impeachment paperwork against Joe Biden. That's that's the game they want to play. Latest rumor, too, I won't get to it tonight, but the latest rumor right now is that Trump has mass pardons that he's about to do, and, and now this is from more mainstream sources, and that he's going to initiate some special counsels. That's what needs to happen. Make them play by their own rules, but don't give them your heart. Don't give them your anger. Don't go out and violently protest. Don't even respond. The worst thing you can do to a Democrat is not respond to them. That's the best thing. Guys, we got to stick with the screen. We got this back going again. <laughs> I got to keep going. Fix this. Don't, don't play with it anymore. Leave it something. We have new technology again for the third time tonight. Oh, boy. I can't keep talking, guys. Enjoy the bloopers, everybody. There you go. Thank you. I cannot keep talking with stuff going on behind me. All right. All right. Bradford Life file. Bradford file. Bradford. I always say Bradford Life. I don't know why I do that. Bradford file. All right. If Trump's serving out his remaining days in office, remember, is an eminent risk. This is right after Nancy Pelosi gave that interview to Leslie Stahl. Why did Pelosi go home for the weekend? <laughs> so he's this eminent threat, but yet she went home for the weekend. Now, this is part of my I will never forget file that I have. They put that one up there for me, the Henry Rogers tweet. Here we are, the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Trump in the House. I will never forget these names ever. These people need to be primaried and defeated Exactly two years from today. Liz Cheney, Gonzalez out of Ohio, Butler out of Washington, Catco out of New York, Kinzinger out of Illinois, Mayher out of Michigan, Newhouse out of Washington, Rice out of South Carolina, Upton out of Michigan, Valado out of California. Those All 10 of those people need to be primaried, and there's four that didn't even show up to vote. I'll get you those names on Saturday. They all need to be primaried and defeated. That's what we have to concentrate on now. All of these type of Republicans, they are Democrats in Republican clothing, sheeps and wolves clothing. They are Democrats in Republicans clothing. That's all that they are. All of them need to be pushed out of office, primaried and defeated, period. All right, Dan Chant Crenshaw tweet. Here's the problem, and this is why I unfollowed, I repeat, unfollowed Dan Crenshaw. Let's get some truth on the record. Liz Cheney has a bleep of a lot of more backbone than most and is a principled leader with a fierce intellect. She will continue to be a much-needed leader in the conference with my full support. All right, Dan, I appreciate your service, and I appreciate your sacrifice. I will have nothing more to do with you period you're gonna call her principled and bad having a thick spine or a backbone she just voted to impeach president trump over what over causing an insurrection show me the facts and data since she is so let me let me get she's so principled and has such a fierce intellect she has a fierce intellect then show me the data that supports her voting to impeach the president. Show me the data that supports you supporting her. You you are, I can't, listen, if he had had not given so much to this country, it would be worse. I'll just do him the service of just not following him anymore. What an absolutely ridiculous 
ridiculous statement to make. I would call it cowardly, but I know he's not a coward. But it's an absolutely ridiculous. What 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 do you have? There's something for Dan to trying to what Dan you trying to appear as a centrist now. See the days of centrist is over. Well, we need to unify. Unify with what? You know that's non-biblical to unify. You're not supposed to unify. You give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Do not yoke yourself together with unbelievers. Come out from among them and be separate. Acts 17, 6. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Matthew 7, 6. In that order. I'm not saying dislike people, hate people, act poorly towards anybody. I'm saying don't join. Don't try to unify with an abortionist. We're never going to be unified together. Ever. It will never work. All right, Jim Jordan on the house floor. Play it for me. This is scary. This is frightening what's happening. With less than one hour of debate, the Democrats bring a rule to the floor that says this. You can say anything you want about the President of the United States of America. No rules of decorum about what you say about the leader of our country. In that rule, they say, if you don't wear a mask, you can get fined. No regard to whether you've already had COVID, whether you've had the vaccination, your mask slips down a little bit, you get fined in a rule with no debate. In this rule, they say you have to walk on the House floor, you have to go through a metal detector. Member of the United States Congress walking on the floor to represent three quarters of a million people in our district. And fourth, the rule is for the bill that says we should tell the Vice President of the United States to work to remove the President of the United States. I've been here 14 years. I've never seen anything like this. And I do not know where this ends. I do not know where it ends, but it is dangerous where they're taking us. You couple this with what we're seeing with the cancel culture mob out there, I do not know where this takes us. I'm, I fear for the First Amendment. I fear for the Second Amendment. I fear for the Bill of Rights. I fear for the Constitution. I do not know where this takes us, but it is scary what they are throwing in a bill that we're going to debate for less than an hour making these kind of changes. I hope they reconsider. All right, that was over the 20. Remember, they had the two, basically the two large, I don't know what to even call them. They're not really legislative sessions. They are two large activities by the Congress, which was the first one was what he was talking about was the 25th Amendment trying to kick the president out using the vice president to do so. Of course, that didn't work out. Put up that slide for me. Breaking House narrowly votes along party lines to demand Pence invoke 25th Amendment. Of course, Pence did not do that. And then, of course, right after that, they did the impeachment, which also went basically along party line party lines with the exception of the 10 capitulators. Well, Tom, here's the thing. You're like, we can do this thing legally, but we can't because the vote is fraudulent. My wife said something to me about that yesterday. It's not all fraudulent. It's fraudulent in seven locations. We now know that those seven locations can elect a president illegally, fraudulently, and can produce out of thin air via voting machines and via printing out ballots out of nowhere because everything's a mail-in ballot. In Pennsylvania, 1.8 million mail-in ballots were requested. 2.5 million were counted. That's impossible. You can't, you cannot, people are like, oh, that was great voter turn on the day of. You can't have a mail-in ballot on the day of. It's illegal. You have to have had it many, many days in advance. But anyway, it's not illegal everywhere. We can, we can absolutely swarm 
the House with our own people via legal elections because there's only seven spots in our country right now that gave Joe Biden his 80 million votes. And I want you to think about this real quick too. How many people are registered to vote, legal registered voters in America? How many right now? Go ahead, give me the number. We got, I don't know, close to 400 on Facebook. We got, I don't know, 450 people, close to 500 people watching total in three places right now. How many people are legally registered to vote, legal voters in the United States? 133 million. That's it. Trump got 74 million of those. Tell me how Biden got 80 million. What does Biden really get? That would give him 59 million. That's what the election was. 70, that's the votes that those seven locations produced. Those seven locations are Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, Phoenix, Arizona, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Those seven areas, we don't, we can, first of all, most of those areas, if not all of them, are controlled by Republicans, gutless geldings, many of them, gutless Republicans, but they are controlled by Republicans that can simply vote in a change to voter laws where you don't have any more mass mail-in balloting, where you have to produce a voting an ID, where you have to have a matching signature, all of which the Democrats are against for some unknown reason. Democrats want there to be no postmark required, no matching signature, no voter ID, no voter roll clarifications, no cleansing of voter rolls, nothing. They don't want any of that. I wonder why. Because in those seven cities, they managed to produce about 20 million votes for Joe Biden that didn't exist. That's what they want. That, see, so we can win. Even if those were left in place, we can dominate the House and Senate we will never win until those seven locations are fixed. We will never win another national election. Please understand that. What I mean by that is in those seven locations, so you're dealing with the state of Georgia, dealing with the state of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Nevada. What I mean by national elections is you will never see another Senate, Republican senator elected from those states until they fix those cities. Never. You will never see a president elected that's a Republican until you fix those cities because nobody did a darn thing about it this time. So now the Democrats know they're lying. They're cheating scumbags. That's what they are. And until those seven spots are fixed, there will never be another national win for Republicans ever because they will produce those votes out of those seven cities every single time. That's why Warnock was elected. That's why Ossoff was elected. They were doing the same thing. Fulton County, Atlanta. They were doing the same thing. Exact same thing on January 5th that they were doing November 3rd. Nobody changed the thing. Because Brad Raffensperger, state, the uh, Secretary of State for Georgia, and Brian Kemp didn't do a daggum thing for two months and three days. Not a thing. And now you've got Kemp wanting voter ID. Yeah, because now it's safe to call for it now, isn't it? Brian Kemp, you governor, the governor of uh, Georgia, absolute coward. They didn't do a daggum thing for two months and three days. Nothing. So you will never see, in those, in those states, you'll never see a Republican senator ever elected again. You will in other states, though. That's why everyone needs to, don't be hyperbolic. Just understand specifically where the problems are. There's no problem in Texas. There's no problem in Florida. There's no problem in Kentucky. 
They all need their voter rolls cleansed. But other than that, there's no problem. Even in North, look at North Carolina, as liberal as they are, went for Trump. Because that's an honor. All the states, you know, whether it's bellwether counties or bellwether states, all went for Trump. But if you have seven corrupt, large Democratic Party hubs and they're not fixed, we'll never win another national election. But here's the thing. You're like, well, how will you win any congressmen coming out of those states? Because the congressmen are districted. They're districted. So they, they don't, they don't, if it's not a congressman who's not representing Atlanta, the, the Atlanta corruption, the Atlanta voting corruption machine that they have doesn't apply to them. So they can be elected all around Atlanta, but not in Atlanta. But the senators are elected by the entire state. If it goes through the entire state, then it has to go through the corrupt seven cities in each state. Or nationally, if it's president, then the national vote has to go through those seven corrupt cities. And until they're fixed, we'll never see another Republican president. But we can certainly elect lots and lots of congressmen and lots and lots of senators, and that's what we need to be doing. And they need to be real conservatives. Real conservatives. Don't be like, well, they're just too conservative to win. That philosophy has got to go. I remember I was talking to a Republican friend of mine, and he said, you know, masks are not the hill to die on. You cannot sit there and go and fight against them. If masks are a lie, then you go ahead and die on that hill. It's time to stop saying, well, who's electable? Who's not electable? We'll capitulate in this area. We'll acquiesce in that area. No, we stick with our principles. If they lose, they lose. And they won't lose. The reason why Trump, listen, Trump gained ground with blacks, Hispanics. He gained ground with everybody. He won, listen, he gained 30 something, like I can't remember, 300,000 votes in Dade County, Florida. If we go Trump's way, which listen, Trump's as conservative as you can get, populist. He's conservative. He's a conservative populist. I don't agree with every last thing Trump does. I'm not a big fan of Kushner. I'm not a big fan of Ivanka. But I love Trump himself. I don't, I'm not saying anything personal against those two. I just don't like their, their political ideologies. I think they're not good for Trump. I do. I think, he, I think he should keep Sebastian Gorka in there. I think he should keep Steve Bannon in there. And if he had, we wouldn't be sitting where we are right now. That's how I feel. Because they're not, listen, we need wartime conciliaries, political warfare, Facebook, political warfare, not literal. But if we do this, we can bounce back from all this. There's lots of hope out there. We won this election. We know that we did. It shows in how many Republican, every single Republican incumbent in the House won, and they took 14 Democrat seats. Come on. We know who won. Now we need to take those things. Those seven cities that better be fixed. We'll never see a Republican president again. But we can see lots and lots of victories, and we need to concentrate on that. And we need to pressure. If you live near or in those seven cities, and you are a Republican, and not just the cities, but the states where those cities are located, you need to be pressuring and pressuring and pressuring those people that are in charge, the Republicans that sits that sit in the House and the Senate in those states to change the voting laws to where we have a paper ballot, paper ballot, paper record. I mean, listen, 40,000 Canadians a year pour across our border to use our medical system. But their voting system's better than ours. It's all, they don't do what, they do not have any machines at all. They have all paper ballots. And every paper ballot has what's called a scrutineer hovering over it. 
That's an actual term. That's an actual job title. Scrutineer. Scrutinizing. Over the ballot. When they're counted. A scrutineer. I think they have two of them watching every ballot be counted. Why don't we have that? Because the Democrats say not to do it. That's the same as a mother who's controlled by her four-year-old. Why are you scared of your four-year-old? Why are you scared? Well, I don't want to deal with the results. They may yell and scream and throw temper tantrums. Who cares? Who cares what a Democrat does? Well, if we, if we insist on voter ID, then the Democrats will be mad. Who cares? It's time to ignore them. Don't be all ticked off at them all the time. Just ignore them. And on Inauguration Day, if it's Biden, ignore it. Enjoy your life. Go to a, well, all the movie theaters are closed. Rent a movie. If we start to turn this thing around, listen, if you look at the states that work, Texas, Florida, South Dakota, they're all run by Republicans. We can turn this country around. We can. We are the shining cities on hill. We can actually, we can actually do it. You got more Jim Jordan ready for me? Play it for me. From New York wishes to reserve. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. So, uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. So Democrats can say, quote, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country while there are uprisings happening around the country. But they impeached the President of the United States for saying peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Democrats can say, quote, you know, there needs to be unrest in the streets while there is unrest in the streets. But they're going to impeach the President for saying peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Let's be consistent, all of us. All of us need to be consistent and condemn the violence all the time. And with that, I yield one minute to the gentlelady from New Mexico. Let it play her. Oh, it keeps, oh, okay, go right to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I know it's her tweet Mr. and everything Speaker, else. There I'd like go. to quote the President of the United States. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Go home with peace, with love and in peace, remember this day forever. President Donald Trump, I condemn this violence. Republicans have condemned this violence. President Trump has condemned this violence. But elected Democrats over the past year have promoted violence, have, have supported it. They fund it on their Act Blue fundraising platform. And there has been billions of damage caused over this past year in riots all over this country. You know how many uh, companies have endured violence and destruction? I have 83 pages here of businesses that had property damage, were burned and through the Minnesota riots. Our president, our vice president-elect Kamala Harris posted the Minnesota Freedom Fund bail link encouraging people to donate money to bail criminals out of jail. The gentlelady's time has expired. I yield back. See, there's hope, folks. I'll read you the names. Gates, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Bobart, Elise Stefanik. We have great people. And that we have gained seats in the House. And only through, again, the seven cities, only through that did we lose the Senate. Remember, we won't win another national election out of those states. Out of those states, what I mean by national, again, understand that. Those, yes, they are state only, but they're national seats. We will never win another national election until out of Georgia 
until Atlanta's fixed. We will never win another national election out of Michigan until Detroit is fixed. Out of Pennsylvania until Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are fixed. When I say national, I'm talking about national, senatorial, or presidential seats. It'll never happen until those cities. But that, that these people got elected because they didn't have to go through those cities. We have a lot of them. We can turn this country around. This is a time of great hope. You have people speaking with courage that I have not seen in a long time on the House floor. We can turn this country around. Lift up your heads. Regardless of what happens on the 20th, lift up your heads. Psalm chapter 3 says this, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver me. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. Psalm chapter 3, 1 through 3. This is not a time to hang your head. There are great, glorious patriots on the House floor. I don't know how many. There's a few on the Senate floor. Ted Cruz, Tommy Tuberville, Josh Hawley. That's who I was trying to think of. Thank you. There are a few. Maybe some will come back. I'm not going to discount them for forever. Some of the ones that capitulated, they may, may, be, may be able to make their way back. Listen, I said I would never pay attention to Ted Cruz again after what he pulled at the RNC in 2016. But he brought, his, he brought his way back, I hope, Lindsey Graham and Thomas Massey and people like that that I used to love, but they signed on to certify a fraudulent election. I hope they can win their way back into my heart and the hearts of everybody else. But we have great people. This is not the time we need to concentrate fixing those seven cities and electing principled Christian conservatives into the House. All right, finish off with a couple tweets. Jack Posobiec tweet. These are the JOP uh, senators leaning towards convicting Trump if it ever came to convicting Trump, which it won't. Just want to get the names out there. Romney, Collins, Murkowski, Toomey, Barrasso, Thune, and Sullivan. There you go. The Republican GOPs that would at least consider voting to convict Trump of what they're impeaching him for. All right, Lou Dobbs tweet. So why isn't Pelosi impeached, shunned and shamed by the radical Dems Twitter silent after Pelosi tweet declaring 2016 election was hijacked. Put up the tweet for me, Aaron. There's her actual tweet. Was she charged with insurrection? Absolutely not. Our election was hijacked. There is no question. Congress has a duty to protect our democracy and follow the facts. She wasn't charged with insurrection. What we do with all that is, you know what? Let them them live in their heaping pile of manure. We need to concentrate on the business at hand, and that is fixing the seven cities and electing principled Christian conservative Republicans or independents to the House and to the Senate. If those seven cities get fixed, if Donald Trump doesn't win in 2020, he will win in 2024. That's the way I see it. Everybody with me? Listen, I love each and every one of you. I appreciate you watching tonight. Back on, hopefully. 8.30 Saturday night. God bless you. Have a great night.